Hello and welcome. This is NPP Decides, your up to the minute podcast, bringing you closer to the candidates, delegates, and everything NPP in the lead up to the presidential primary of the governing party. What makes up the aspirants, their message, their plans for the country, their vision, what it is that gives them the sense of belief that they should be the next president of the country on the ticket of the governing new patriotic party. We've got all that covered. The processes in the lead up to the elections, we've got that covered for you as well here on NPP Decides. Today, we put into perspective the candidate, Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia, the economic messiah turned Mr. Digitalization, the vice president of the country, the man who's garnered the most support so far and has all the opinion polls taken in just one direction. Wale Wale Adam Smith, as Isaac Adungu likes to call him. We look at the man, the vision, and what makes him tick shortly when we return. This is NPP Decides. I am Mawina Egbeta. <laughs> He was pivotal in the NPP winning its 2016 elections. The vice president who hails from Wale Wale in the now created Northeast region turned the fortunes of the NPP around in the northern part of the country. That, for many who support him, has served as the fulcrum upon which they believe he should be the country's next president. And in fact, the face of the governing new patriotic party come election 2024. I won't do a lot of the description, but I'll leave it to our political desks, Duke Menso Poku, who's been looking at the man, Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia, his vision, and where he's come from up to this point into wanting to lead the governing new patriotic party. Life's trajectory is not a straight path. Circumstances and decisions sometimes conspire to create a detour on that journey. You can make the case that in 2008, the decision of Nane Kufuado to select Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia changed the then Deputy Central Bank Governor's path from the technocratic leases of central banking and economics to the hurly-burly of politics. Through major defeats, major question marks and doubts, Nane Kufuado kept faith with him for two general elections. On their third attempt, the pair became president and vice president of Ghana. Needed his brains to help me govern con- the, the country effectively. And he's an honest person. He speaks honestly to you. He's not one of those people who you have to guess what they're trying to say. He will say uh, what he has to say very directly. And I like that. I prefer to deal with people who are also very direct in what they say. It's not as if Bamiya is new to politics. He watched his father, the lawyer and politician of Northern Extraction, Mumini Bamiya, serve in government and lead the Council of State under President Rawlings. He also served as then Minister for the Northern Territories under President Nkrumah, replacing E.A. Mahama, father of President John Mahama. So he grew up, stewed in politics, and like many children of the political elite, got the benefit of top-tier education in the West. From Tamale Secondary School, he studied for a banking diploma before proceeding to the University of Buckingham, Lincoln College in Oxford, 
and Simon Fraser Invest in Canada, where he built his academic backbone in economics. The world of academia offered him prospects as a lecturer before a stint at the International Monetary Fund and later a return home at the Bank of Ghana. He says the Bank of Ghana opened his eyes to the immense potential of Ghana as a country, but also the risk of politics. But he did not want to get into politics. We discussed the economy. He wanted to know how it was going on and all of that. And then um, in the middle, you know, somewhere he said, well, you know, I want you, do you know why I want to talk to you today? I said, no. He said, well, I want you to be my running mate. You know, I said, you must be joking. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm not a politician. I really have no interest in politics. But before those high-stake jobs, he claims to have gone through what many ordinary folks go through. I have been a by-day worker on farms during holidays in secondary school. I have been a warehouse boy even after finishing university. I have been a minicab driver. I was only able to pay fees for one term during my studies at Oxford University. He has led the economic management team for the past seven years under President Akufuado, earning praise and rebuke alike for the digitalization drive and for an economy that is currently on the surgery table of the IMF. He was a thorn in the flesh of the NDC during opposition with his lectures on the economy and maintains that he is the only candidate who can beat President Mahama in the next election. But critics say he has done very little to back the theories with action as vice president. These days, he barely talks economics, promising instead to deliver a Ghana with fair opportunities for everyone. I have a compelling vision for Ghana's future. It is possible for Ghana to be like the advanced nations if we put our minds to it and put our energies behind it. It is possible. With the technologies available, the new ones that are emerging, and a renewed mindset, we can leapfrog impossibilities and make the unimaginable possible. He may convince the MPP that he's the right man to replace Daniel Kufado, but given the difficulties of the last seven years, political scientist Dr. Kwame Asasanti says Baumia will struggle to delink his personality from the failures of the Kufado administration. You recall the 76 questions that he gave to a Misata. You recall that when um, the, 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 your exchange rate and there's something wrong with you, uh, whatever will happen to you, will happen to you in terms of your economic what where with that and the rest of them. These economic questions that really brought, remember, that brought uh, Dr. Baumia to fame. He became a toast of many at that time. His economic prowess and all that. These videos are going to be played to him. As a big believer in data, the numbers seem to be on the side of Dr. Baumia. But according to Musa Dankor of Global Info Analytics, not in a manner that will suggest overwhelming endorsement by the MPP faithful. Baumea is leading uh, in Eastern region, close to 50% at the moment, leading close to 50%. And he's doing quite well in the Bono, Bono East and Ahafo regions, and extremely well in Northern, Northern regions. OT region is, is, is tied in OT, and in Volta is leading, but not uh, as, uh, with huge margins. For his detractors, 
He is the product of an elite consensus in the MPP, but he says he represents the most potent threat to the Mahama comeback agenda. Omusuro Dr. Baumiasano. Yes, sir. Because the conclusion from experts and political observers is that the over 200,000 delegates will provide endorsement of this on Saturday. Duke Menso Poku there uh, with that report put in succinctly the vice president is making being and the driving force for him. But back home in Walewale, the residents there are overjoyed over the moon as to one of your own leading the charge into wanting to lead a party that's largely been described as a can. Christopher Marco with our northern regional belt took a trip to Walewale. He's joining us now with a bit more perspective from the hometown of the vice president what the indigents there have been saying. Chris, many thanks for joining us. Let's start off first off with what has been the feeling on the ground for a lot of these indigents in Walewale as to a son of the land uh, wanting to lead the NPP. So the atmosphere here in the Walwali constituency where Vice President Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia hails from is that of excitement for delegates, supporters, and party leaders of the new patriotic party in the constituency. They are very excited that for the first time, their kinsman has reason to be the second most important person in the country and also vying to lead the ruling new patriotic party into the 2024 general elections. For them, this is an opportunity that comes at once and they are ready to grab this opportunity by ensuring that the vice president is elected or emerges victorious in the November 4 presidential primaries. They are leaving no stone and tend to ensure that he wins the primaries. Well Right, right then, Chris. Uh, we know that in the Superdelegate Congress, he got a 100% votes from the Northeast region. Are they seeking to replicate this again? Because the argument has been made that these are more grassroots persons and the opinions could differ. For the delegates and residents, as well as supporters of Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia here in the Walwali constituency of the Northeast region, the developmental projects that he has brought to the constituency as well as the region is enough reason for them to give him yet again a 100% endorsement, a 100% vote for him to become the leader of the ruling new patriotic party. So for them, they are going to repeat what actually happened on August 26th, where he pulled 100% of the votes that were cast during the superdelegates conference. They had this to say. If your wife gives birth to your a baby boy, nobody will come and do the other. If you give birth to something, go and do the other. He has found, created the region. So he must benefit from us by the delegation of his region giving him 100% support. Baumia is going to get 
as we gave him in the super delegates contest any other things to expect so so there are six constituencies that make up the northeast region that is the Cherponi constituency bunkurgu uh, nakpandui constituency gambaga nalergu constituency waliwali constituency and the mampurgu magduri uh, constituency delegates here have all given the indication and assurance that they are going to give the vice president a hundred percent vote now security has also uh, been tight here because of the previous incident that happened during the superdelegates uh, conference where uh, there were some skirmishes at the uh, voting center. This time, uh, party officials, EC officials have uh, made available uh, the necessary uh, preparations to ensure that there is no issue of uh, violence, no issue of agitation, no issues uh, that uh, may arise to mar the beauty of the election. So preparations here, everything is set, uh, but the only thing that is uh, moving here is that everybody is rooting for the vice president. Right then, many thanks, uh, Chris. That's Christopher Mark, who is our Northern and Savannah Regional Correspondent who uh, did that, I won't say a long trip, but did a trip nonetheless to Wale Wale in the Northeast region, touch base uh, from the hometown of the Vice President. While we talk the Vice President, though, this is NPP Decides and the promise is that everything NPP in the lead up to November 4. We're going to bring that to you. And today, the leadership of the party held a crucial meeting with the aspirants. It was made up of the national executives of the party, the Council of Elders, as well as the president and the former president of the republic. So, Nana Dodankwe Kufuado was president. Uh, John Ajikum Kufuo joined Vazum for a conversation that bothered largely on the unity of of the party, how the party can forge together with fractures already visibly clear with the resignation of Alan Kojo Tremonti. It was a long-held meeting after which undertakings were signed, undertakings which amongst many things say that all the candidates will accept the results no matter the outcome. They will seek to stay within the NPP and not resign and support the party win the next election and win an overwhelming majority in parliament. Jason Frimpong Kodia, he spoke to the press after that interaction. Let's just hear from him and then we return because the vice president who we're looking at in focus today has been speaking. The long and short of it is that we're able to get the four aspirants contesting, all signing and an undertaking. And in summary, what they signed to, and I'll read to all of you, one is to accept the primary election results, two, to promote peace and cohesion, three, in the event that they don't win, they will not resign from the party.
So Daniel Opoku is our labor affairs correspondent, but also doubles as the correspondent to the office of the vice president. And uh, Dr. Baumia has been speaking following the meeting today with the national executives of the party, the Council of Elders, and the president as well, ahead of November 4. Daniel is joining us in studio uh, quickly for a conversation on that. Uh, Daniel, many thanks for joining us. Um, the vice president, all throughout his campaign, has shied away from media interactions, but he found a need to, to, to do one today. Right, that's quite interesting today for the vice president to begin a media interaction. But if you could recall when there was a decision for him to contest for the flag bearership, yes, indeed, he shied away from the media. So realize how all the campaign tours that he went, the various constituencies and the regions that he visited, actually you cannot get any concrete videos or footages indicating that the vice president indeed engaged in the media briefing. But it is also interesting that right after meeting the Council of Elders today, he decided to have a press soiree have an engagement with the various media houses. And, uh, and that's, that, that's something one would ideally have expected, that during his campaign tours, those things would have taken him, but unfortunately, that's about this time, it is never too late than never now. So for him to conduct that, that is quite interesting, especially when um, he's contesting and also when um, the Delegates Congress is somewhere on Saturday. It's one of the major things, the reason that he decided to have a press interaction today. Talk to us about his confidence level, because uh, listening to him, we'll, we'll play that sound by shortly as well, but listening to him, he, he came off as though he's already won November 4. Right, yes. It, it, for the vice president, he knows that he has won um, the, coming, uh, the coming elections because since 2008, when you listen to him critically, since 2008, he has been at the grassroots. He's been interacting with the grassroots. He has established an affinity with the grassroots. So basically, judging from that and up him becoming a vice president till now, this level of engagement with those at the, at the grassroots level indeed confirms that he's going to win. And also, so far, when we look at the figures, looking at the various polls which have been conducted by various rich research agencies and institutions every poll has gone in favor of the vice president you would you you, you would say that the coming in of mr candidate upon is likely to put in a stiffer competition for the vice but he's not perturbed at all he believes that he's going to win come saturday despite whatever we do he's going to win the coming elections right. let's just listen to the vice president quickly on that front and then we'll come back i have nothing but absolute confidence Inshallah, that I will be victorious on Saturday, November 4th, and my victory will be a victory for the MPP. So that's the that's the the vice president obviously uh, optimistic of the fact that he's going to win, and he says when he wins, then he'll begin to to answer a lot more questions because people have been anticipating uh, him answering questions particularly on the economy and a lot of things where they feel that things have not gone so well reason for which he's decided to go quiet during this campaign yes these are some of the things people are expecting the vice president to be doing right after um, he, he he wins or right after he measures the flag bearer of the, of the MPP. Now he has already stated that right after that he's going to outline his various policies that he thinks will be rolling out from 2024 and people have been expecting him to speak on the economy. We could recall around from 2008 coming from 2014 it, then he was having some series of lectures, mm -hmm. talking about the economy, Ghana going to the IMF. Now, current loves to speak Ghana is at the IMF, which the vice president initially was against it. Secondly, he was also against the, the Mumu, 
Volume side there, Intel probably today. Exactly. Their year levy program was also against it, but now it's in full operation. So these are some of the issues people would respect that right after him winning, that he'll come out to explain most of the things alongside with his policies that he would want to flow out, want to roll out from 2024. Right then. Uh, that's Daniel Opoku as. Uh, Vice President, Special Correspondent, also doubles as a Labour Affairs Correspondent. On a bit more on the Vice President, who's been speaking for the first time to the media in relation to what he believes are his chances. Obviously, a very optimistic man believes that he's going to win, and then the media conversations will follow. That'll be all for NPP Decides. On today's edition, a special focus on the Vice President. We're gearing an inch and even closer to November 4. Will it be a day where the North will celebrate? And remember, as Dr. Baumia will emerge victorious, or Kennedy in Japan will emerge victorious. Could it be a dynamo or Dr. Ifriya Koto? We're inching closer. This is MPP Decides. This is where you get all the lowdown and where the data is pointing to. I am Maui Nayak Beta. We're back again tomorrow.